Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, February the 1st. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you get 20% off your next purchase. Well, you know what this segment is. This is dissecting the Sixers' victory over the Indiana Pacers, right? So that's what we're going to do today. First segment, we're going to break it down. We're going to, Most of this whole podcast is going to be about that. But the first segment, we're going to break it down. The second segment, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, how big this win was and what this meant, what this win does for the Sixers moving forward. And then on the third segment, you know how we do. For the people who are new to this podcast, what I typically do is anything, anything, anything that comes to mind, you know, I typically talk about it. I know what I'm going to talk about. I'll talk about how my, my yesterday, how hectic it was, um, how I had to change, my, abort my plans, so to speak. Um, my brother wanted to come home for a day, you know, just get, get to the crib, you know, unpack a little bit, you know, um. I wanted to go over to my nephew's house, go see him because it was his birthday this weekend. I wasn't able to be there. But I wanted to, uh, you know, just hang out a little bit with the fam. All right? But, um, you know, here we go. Let's let's get this podcast started. Well, last night, the 76ers, right? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all know, I mean... The 76ers won 119-110. They they were down by 20 and and turned around and got a, a come-from-behind 119-110 victory over the Indiana Pacers. And I'm telling you, y'all, to me, to me, this was the 76ers' best victory of the season. Best victory of the season. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because they didn't have Joel and B. No, they didn't. And, you know, I'm on record saying, you know, when Joel and B couldn't play, they couldn't make shots. The Sixers couldn't make stops. I mean, Tobias Harris was like the only person that stepped up. The rest of them just looked lost. I mean, but last night that was different. I mean, different. You know, Ben Simmons finishes with a season-high 21 points. Tobias Harris you know, all-star Tobias Harris finished with um, a season-high 27 points. He ain't make the all-star team yet, but I, I'm, I'm speaking it because I think he's going to – I mean, I think it will be injustice. You know, Ben Simmons, as much as people have been giving him flack, he looked like a guy who deserved to make his third all-star too. Like, so let's keep it real now. And then you look at a guy like Matisse Fiebel, a guy who took him a while to get into the rotation. He got into it because Furkan Korkmaz was hurt. He was balling on a defensive end. In the fourth quarter alone, the brother had 11 deflections. He had four steals and two blocks, right? Now, when you talk about Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons had, like I said, 21 points. He had seven assists. He had six rebounds. And he had four steals <laughs> and, and, and two blocks as well, right? So... You know, and, oh, oh, and what about uh, Furkan Korkmaz? Furkan Korkmaz had, um, he had a, a, a season-high 17 points 
with 11 coming in the fourth quarter. Dwight Howard, he didn't get to start this night. He didn't start because their Sixers like him better coming off the bench, right? Guess what he did? He had his second double-double of the season with 11 points and 15 rebounds. So the Sixers came out and balled, y'all. I mean, they really did. Now, here's the catch. So the, uh, you know, what happened is the Sixers, right, they were getting not really blown. Yeah, they were getting blown. They were getting blown out. They go on a a 6-0 run, like 6.38 left to play. The Pacers call a timeout. The Sixers come out of the timeout in the zone. They call it their John Chaney matchup zone. More, man, a lot of respect for Doc Rivers for doing that. They turned their zone. They changed the zone. They, they, told, they said it's the John Chaney matchup zone for the late John Chaney, right, who passed away a couple days ago. The John Chaney matchup zone. And guess what? <laughs> the Pacers were stunned. They had no answers. They couldn't do anything against that matchup zone. The Sixers came back. When the Pacers won and shot, and against that matchup zone, the Pacers, the Pacers shot eight for nine. That was their that was a Jeremy Lamb um driving to the basket on their second shot attempt against it. So they the first shot got blocked. Then they go ahead and then they score. Jeremy Lamb scores. He drives the lane and scores, and they don't make a basket sense after against that, right? Well, I take that back. They 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 made after that. So I'm saying this to say like whoa, like doing a run. They they basically struggled, right? So when you factor that in, and then you look at it, and they committed three turnovers. In the fourth quarter, they committed seven turnovers all together, right? That seven of them that led to 12 Sixers points. I'm telling you, they came to play, y'all. They, they, they really came to play. The defense was phenomenal. And, you know, I'm a guy who, you know, I, I'm, I can be critical of the Sixers. But I really didn't have any – I don't have anything to say negative about what they did last night. I mean, like I said, the defense, the zone, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, both played like all-stars. Now, you know, something that I really like, something that's an all-star to me, is my built bar. I'm telling you. That's another reason why I wish I was going home. <laughs> So I can get some built bar. I got to see if I can get some in Charlotte. But let me tell you something, y'all. For a guy like me today, and I'm the thing that I miss the most is getting up this morning and not look, not going downstairs and getting myself a built bar out of the kitchen. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Let me tell you about it. It's gooey, it's chewy, it's chocolatey. It's all everything rolled up in one. You know, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON 
and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm telling you, you need to do it today. You need to do it as soon as this podcast is over. Like I said, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get 20% off your next purchase. Now, see, the big thing about this win is for the Sixers is that this victory right here, this victory to me gives the Sixers much-needed confidence. I mean, let's face it. They were a team that without Joel Embiid looked like a seven seed. Really. They have the best record in the East. You can argue that they really they have an easy schedule. You can argue that, right? I mean, let's face it. Right? Last night's victory was their third victory over a team that currently has a winning record. Right? Third victory. You know, but it was a victory on the road against a team that they typically struggle against here. So this was huge. I mean, it was huge from the standpoint that they know that they have some legitimate bona fide players. It was also huge because, you know, if you think about it, in the fourth quarter, they went with the hot hand. The hot hands in the fourth quarter were Matisse Leibel on the defensive end and Furkan Korkmaz, two two reserve players. Matisse Leibel played all but two seconds of the fourth quarter. Furkan Korkmaz played the entire fourth quarter. What that did is it took Danny Green and Seth Curry. Basically, they were reserves in that game for the most part. I mean, the fourth. Like, they, they got in for like a second or so, a couple of seconds. But, I mean, Seth even scored a, a made two pair, a pair of foul shots. But what it did is it lets you know that these two guys, how much value they have to the team. And the thing I like about Doc Rivers is, like, in the past, you know, it was times where you felt like, yo, you got to go with the hot guy. You got to go with the hot guy. They're balling. You got to keep them in. But then there was times where, nah, they would take them out and bring in the starters. No, he didn't do that. I mean, Dwight Howard was out there balling. Of course, Tobias was balling. Tobias scored 10 of his points on four for five shooting in the fourth. You saw what Furkan did in the fourth. You saw what Matisse did. He went with the hot hands. And what this does is moving forward, it gives the Sixers confidence to know that they can go out there and play. They don't always need Joel. I'm telling you, y'all, they looked horrible at times without Joel in the past. And you can say for three quarters, a little two and a half quarters, they look bad here too. That's what makes it so important. They didn't quit. And Dan Burke, I mean, yes, he knows a, a, a little something about this team that he was going up against. He, he was a longtime coach in Indiana. But Dan Coach was in Dan Burke was in charge of the defense. It was smart of them to go to that zone. I mean, the guys just didn't make shots. They did not make shots. 
So I'm telling you, this was a great win for the 76ers. I mean, confidence boots. I mean, everything. You know, you look at it. Um, I mean, it was the Sixers' third victory. They improved to 15-6, and six, which is the best record in the East, by two and a half games, right? They are now 1-4 this season without Embiid in a lineup. The Sixers' bench outscored Indiana's 54-37, to 37, right? They ended a three-game losing streak to the Pacers as well as a three-game road-losing streak in the series, right? You know, next time these teams will play is when the Pacers travel to Philadelphia um, on March the 1st. So this was huge moving forward. Huge. You know, I just want to say that. You know, in addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So you can read my stuff on Inquirer.com or you can pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer if you're in the Philly area. You can pick up a Philadelphia Daily News. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Right? You can follow me on Instagram at Pompey on Sixers. Right? But I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and follow me on those social media things. I'll, I'll keep you up to breast. I'll keep you up to breast on more things that's happening with your team. You know, I'm not a gambling man. People will tell you that in a heartbeat. But I don't have a problem with gambling. It's just, it's just something about me. I just never gambled. Not really gambled. Like, you know what I mean? I might have did some office pools or something like that. But I have a lot of friends that do. And I know when we're here at Locked On, Locked On Network, we realize there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Bet Online AG. Sign up today for a free account on at Bet Online AG and use the promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus, right? And then also, what you need to do is you need to visit CD CBDMD to receive twenty percent off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. I'm telling you. Do all that stuff today. Well, here's the thing. So I want to talk to y'all today about yesterday, right? So, you know, yesterday was crazy. I mean, you know, you you hear news that's going on. Um, You know, you hear the news that's going on and, and, and like with the Sixers and this and that. But then also what I wanted to do is I wanted to fly home. You know, the Sixers are off today. Um, they're not going to have no Zoom availability or nothing like that. So what I was thinking about, I was like, you know what? I'm going to fly home. So when I got this trip, you know, I'm in Indianapolis, of course. But I said, I'm going to get up. I'm going to sleep around till like 11 o'clock. 
and then I'm a, then I'm a, like just fly home, you know, get my daughter, um, and then what we were going to do was we were going to go over to my my sister's house um, to you know just hang out with my nephew for his birthday, right? And then I was going to get up tomorrow, and um, I was going to fly to uh, Charlotte. You know what I mean? I was going to, like, unpack clothes, wash some stuff, do some whatever. You know what I mean? Just re relax, you know, get a good night's sleep. Well, all of a sudden, I call home, and everybody, everyone I'm talking to is saying, bruh, you don't want to come home. If you come home, you're not going to be able to make it to Charlotte. You're not. So... It was weird because with that is like why the game before the game was going on, you know, I'm trying to like get in contact with people from American Airlines to switch my flight. And, you know, I couldn't get through. It was crazy. It was like automated, like a voice just popping up. Couldn't get to any real live person. So after the game, what happened is I just um I finally got through. So now instead of going home, this afternoon, I'm just going to fly straight to Charlotte. And I'm going to be there for a couple of days. Now, granted, I used to um, hang out in Charlotte a lot. I mean, I used to live in Myrtle Beach. And I would, like, travel to Charlotte every weekend. I would drive there every weekend. Every weekend. And I'm not really looking forward to spending, like, three days there. I love the Queen City. Believe me, I do. But now, like, when you go places and it's the pandemic, it's like you just want to get in and get out. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm about to head there now. So, you know, it is what it is. So, it's like, I'm going to have a you know, pretty good time. Now, the one thing, another thing I want to talk about is J.J. Reddick. Like, you know, you know, there's a report out there that, you know, the, in the, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, had conversations with the Sixers about, J.J. Reddick, they also spoke to the Brooklyn Nets about him and the Boston Celtics. Now, the thing is, a lot of times you do these preliminary talks just to see where your team is. Now, J.J., according to a source who I talked to, he really wants out of New Orleans. Like, he wants to come back home to the Northeast. You know, his family lives in Brooklyn, like his wife, his kids. And he wants to be closer to him. And also, let's face it, JJ's not really playing down there. You know, he's having, he's averaging um, seven points, which is his uh, lowest scoring average since his third NBA season. It's a guy that's been in the league 17 years, I believe, right? He's also um, shooting a career worst 29% from three. Right now, the thing about JJ, he's a rhythm guy, so he's a regimented guy, rhythm guy. So, you know, he has to be in there for a while. Like he's not going to do well if he's just getting spot duty. So JJ wants out. Um, my question is, uh, who do you get rid of to get JJ? You know, who do? You? And the thing is, if you say Danny Green, I mean, Danny Green could be hit and miss at times, but. When he's on, his defense is solid. He's a little bit bigger. He's bigger than J.J. too. And I don't see them getting rid of Seth Curry. I don't see them after. I don't see them getting rid of Matisse. Not at all. 
I do not see them getting rid of, uh, you know, Furcon. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. You know? But, you know, so we'll see how this plays out in a couple of weeks. Or months, how long it goes. You know, JJ could be someone a team could get in the buyout market. You know, some my, Mark Narducci, my uh, co-worker, thinks that uh, he's going to end up in Boston. But we'll see. Let me tell you that, I, um, like I said before, you know, in addition to being the host of this podcast, I'm the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can, so you could go to inquire.com to get my stuff. You pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer, pick up a Philadelphia Daily News. I'm also, also, um, you know, also like real active on, on Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, on Instagram at Pompey on Sixers. All right? I want y'all to have a blessed day. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.